I'm your host and facilitator, Billy Ryan, and I want to welcome you to the Black Church Leadership Podcast with Master Life Coach and NLP Practitioner, Apostle Martin Wilson. Apostle Wilson's goal for creating this podcast is to help you, as a church leader, to remove the spiritual, mental, and psychological hindrances that keep you from being the best version of yourself. We now go to our broadcast already in progress. So welcome to the Black Church Leadership Podcast. I am Bishop Martin Wilson. Listen, are you struggling to effectively communicate uh, the vision of your church? Um, Many leaders are. I've found that church leaders have a difficulty. Are you having difficulty with being able to find qualified staff to come along beside you to help you to fulfill the vision that God's given you. If, if, if this is not you, maybe it's someone that you know who has experienced these issues and you've come to the right place. You'll be able to take some of this information back to them, be able to help them to become more effective in developing their leadership ability. I believe that you've come to the right place. So again, welcome to the Black Church Leadership Podcast where we discuss leadership and personal development, leadership and personal development. We believe that when we uh, begin to develop ourselves as leaders, that it gives us an edge. It gives us an edge to be able to do what we need to do in the body of Christ. So leadership development, what is leadership development? Leadership development is the process by which an individual or a group enhances their ability to lead and direct others towards a common goal. And I I believe that as ministers and pastors, we all have a common goal. We have a common vision that we want to fulfill in the body of Christ, we know what God has done. So when you're reaching and going towards that common goal, what are you doing? You are leadership training. You're doing training. Not only are you doing training, but that involves mentorship. That in, involves improving your skills of communication, your decision-making skills, your, your problem-solving skills. Listen, Jesus didn't just preach. Ministry is so much more than just preaching. That is the most important part. But after we've learned how to preach, after we've learned how to expand on the word of God, we also need to understand that in the Bible, all the preachers, the prophets, and the teachers and ministers, after they got done preaching, all of those were able to present the gospel of Jesus Christ to their followers and then they needed to train them so that they could duplicate their self. The gospel of Jesus Christ is what it is because they understood the power of duplicating themselves and training leaders. Jesus didn't just preach and, and teach the disciples lessons that he wanted to have in the Bible. He taught them valuable leadership insights. He taught them valuable leadership insights. So listen, if you're on um, on the if on the replay on the uh, clubhouse, I want to give you a link. Let me see if I can get this link. I'm going to copy this link and I'm going to put it up at the top here. It's saying I'm going to drop that link in here. 
Okay. So, so there's a worksheet that I'm gonna I'm gonna drop in there. So, First Peter, First Peter, if we're if we're if you have it, you can grab it. First Peter five verses two through three. It says, "Be shepherds of God's flock." It uh, that is under your care. Watch over them. Watch over them. Not because you must but because you're willing as God wants you to be, not pursuing dishonest gain, but earnest in serving, earnest in serving. If you're taking notes, please write that down. You've got to be earnest in serving, earnest. That means that you are very dedicated and committed and you're being honest about what you're doing. So important that we have an earnest mindset to do what God is calling us to do in this season. Uh, so many times we we have people that are doing things and the motive, we don't, we, we forget that God looks at motive. God wants to know what your motive is for why, why do you do what you do? It's not just you doing something, but it's so important that you understand that God is looking at your motive. So it says that we should pursue earnestly, not, not, not pursuing dishonest gain, but we should be earnest, not lording over the entrusted to you. So God has entrusted these people to you. So it's so important that when you're ministering to them, that you understand that God has given you and entrusted you with that. It says not lording over those entrusted to you, but being an example, an example to the flock. Now, what this verse does is it paints a picture of being a great leader, a servant leader who wants to lead and being example, but needs, uh, they're, they're, they have an understanding that these people don't belong to me, but they need their follower. They, 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 they build and instill in their followers that there is a need. Uh, these are leaders that are humble, they're compassionate, and they inspire others through their actions. What are your actions inspiring other people to do? Are your actions inspiring other people to do something that is going to give glory to God? Now, this is in far contrast to a hierarchical uh, leadership where many times they use their authority to control other people, to, um, to they prioritize their own interests over the interests of their followers. You got to remember when, in, when, when Peter was teaching here, he was telling us that we're not to Lord over God's people. Remember we're, we're striving to be great leaders, striving to be great leaders. And as pastors, we should want to develop our leadership skills. If you're going to be a pastor, you should want to develop your, I know you're a good preacher. I know you can preach. I know that you can teach but it's so important that you develop your leadership skills. What is the result? Effective leadership 
development can result in an increase in your productivity. Uh, your members are going to be satisfied because they're they're able to see something that they may not have seen at the little church down the street because now you're developing yourself, you're developing your staff, and you're developing your people. So they're going to be more satisfied. And overall, there's going to be great success in the organization. Listen, as a senior pastor and, and being a 25-year student of the subject of leadership, I have searched out and looked at the importance of leadership develop in sm uh, development in small to medium-sized churches. And I firmly believe that leadership development is an integral part in growing a successful church. You can't have a successful church without having proper leadership development. Listen, so what I wanna do, I wanna share with you real quickly just a few keys, a few things that are in that process of developing yourself as a leader. Listen, if you're watching or listening to the replay, I want you to know uh, this year we're going to be doing free leadership conferences, free leadership workshops. If you're interested in that, inbox me. I would love to come and share this wisdom and knowledge that God has given me freely, and I want to try to give back freely. Listen, firstly, it's important to identify that leadership development involves the process of identifying, nurturing, and empowering potential leaders within your community. Who are they? Can you identify the leaders that are in your congregation? Are you nurturing them? Are you empowering them because you, you understand these are potential leaders? Listen, small to medium-sized churches a lot of times their challenge, their challenge uh, is, is, is with the limitations of finding qualified people to uh, be on their staff. There's limited resources. And, and these, these, these leadership development is critical. It's a critical part for effective function of the church. Listen, Jesus only had 12. He only had 12, but the Bible says, these are they that turn the world upside down. Did you hear that? These are they. He had 12 people with him, 12 disciples with him, and one of them was Judas. But even, listen, I, I, I love to share this. Even with Judas, the Bible says that when the disciples went out, that the demons were subject unto them in his name. Judas was in that bunch. So Judas had learned something. He may not have applied it to his heart, but he had learned something. One of the key benefits of leadership development is, is the ability to cultivate a strong sense of community and belonging within the church. That is so needed. So many people leave churches because they don't feel like they belong. They don't have a sense of belonging. But when you begin to develop people, when you begin to empower them, when 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 individuals are empowered uh, and you give them the opportunity to take uh, uh, maybe not the, the helm of the ship, but you allow them to take leadership roles. They feel valued. They, they feel like you're investing in them. And they are willing at that point to then turn around and invest 
into the mission and the vision of the church. This fosters a sense of ownership, a, a sense of ownership as leaders. That's where we have to kind of be willing to take our hands off. This is not our thing. We're just a part of it. These people are, are not working for us. They're working with us. And if, if we want that ownership, if we want them to have buy-in, it's essential in ensuring, this is, it's essential in, in uh, ensuring the long jeopardy and the sustainability of your ministry. Some ministries are not going to be able to sustain because they're not developing other leaders that will buy into the vision. They're not developing their members that will buy into the vision. Listen, Zig Ziglar said, if you help enough people get what they want, they will help you get what you want. Listen, during the pandemic, we did not struggle for finances. We did not struggle for finances during the pandemic because we had already taught our, our members to give online. We had taught them the importance of tithing. We had taught them that this is your ministry, that we can't do it without you. Some people are just waiting for you as a leader to be humble enough to say, I can not do this without you. When church members are given the opportunity to head things up and to serve, they become more confident in their uh, 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 capability and in their talents to be able to do something in the Lord's house. When leaders are trained, it always leads to a positive ripple effect. As individuals begin to be equipped and members become equipped, it takes a greater responsibility and contribution off of the leader so that the leader is able to be able to do the things that are really needed. If you remember in the book of Acts, it said, said find you some men. Find you, find you some men. We're going we're gonna to have them to take care of those things. And listen, those men did not count it something as being uh, 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 below them to serve. It was a great privilege to be able to serve. There are members in your church that want to serve. <clears throat> and I'm, over the next couple of weeks, I'm going to teach on the different learning styles because as leaders, if you don't understand their learning style, you'll think that they're lazy and they just don't want to do anything. But in their mind, they're saying, well, you never asked me. But I shouldn't have to. No, 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 no. We can't have that mentality. I'm going to teach you the four learning styles of people so that we'll be able to understand how people think. We're going to look at the visual and the auditory and the uh, um, the kinesthetic. And the new one that's coming out is the digital. <clears throat> that's the thinker. That's the one that sits at the back of the church that is not going to answer any questions. And if you say, well, you didn't participate. Well, you didn't ask me anything. So we've got to find ways to get people to contribute and become a meaningful part of the ministry. Another benefit of leadership development is the ability to foster innovation and adaptability within the ministry. As a leader, we've got to encourage creative thinking outside of the box. It can't be what we've always done. As leaders, we've got to encourage 
people to think creatively and think outside the box. There's some of you that have web designers in your church and you're paying someone uh, on the other side of the world that cares, that cares nothing about your ministry to do those things. There, yeah, yeah, well, I would be on streaming, but I don't have anybody to do uh, the media. Listen, there's a there's a 15, a 12 year old sitting in your um congregation that knows more about technology than you could probably ever imagine that could get you to that next level with your ministry and your uh, media and your social uh, presence. But you've got to understand, you've got to be willing to encourage people to think creatively, to think outside of the box. They, they're, when they're better equipped, it will help you as a ministry to navigate the challenges and the and the changes that many churches face. This this flexibility and adaptability is essential in assuring that your church is resilient and that it has effectiveness with every challenge, social uh, uh, or even in the spiritual context. Sometimes our church has spiritual battles that we have to face. <coughs> Listen. The final part that I want to talk about is our succession planning. Something that we as leaders don't like to think about, but I'm at that age where I like to think about it because I don't plan to preach until I fall dead in the pulpit. I want to be able to groom other leaders and be able to enjoy the fruit of my labor while I yet live. So, Leadership development allows for a smooth succession planning process. As a leader, you've got to identify. We mentioned this early. Uh, we got to identify and develop. The, the church can ensure when you're when you're when you're identifying and developing people, it can ensure a seamless transition of leadership in areas where needed. Listen, I understand. I will not always be the senior pastor of Exalted Word Ministry, but I understand because I train my leaders that Exalted Word Ministry will outlive me. Now, I'm at the place now where I'm training them, but now I have to get them to the place to where I can train them to be trainers so that this thing can perpetuate, so that there can be a seamless transition of leadership in any area that's needed. Listen, our, our head usher, um, she moved and took a job um, out, of, out, of, out of the city, uh, so she's not able to be with us. But she had trained the other leaders that were operating under her to the point with, and I don't mean it in a bad way, we don't even miss her because she trained the others so well and it was seamless. It was a seamless transition of the leadership in that area. This present, this, this prevents leadership gaps and and disruption and it it ensures the continual momentum i taught if you haven't seen my message on momentum there's something about a church when you can start building momentum when you lose momentum it is hard listen if you can get momentum moving it's harder to it's it's harder to get it moving than it is to keep it moving if you can get momentum started the last thing you want to do is have 
things slow down because there's a disruption in leadership. There's a gap in the leadership and we don't have anyone in that place. So you want to be able to make sure that you have a succession plan. If, if you're the head of the usher board, you need to be training your successor. If you're the head of the deacon board, you need to be training your successor. If you're over the media, you need to be training your successor. If you're the senior pastor, and it's not a uh, um, traditional church, but it's a church that you planted, that you've poured yourself into, then you need to have a succession plan. You need to have one and have it in place now because you don't know what tomorrow holds. We don't know what God's plan is. Listen, in in China, it used to be that they would have jobs for life. Whatever their job was, they would have that same job for life. When the economy got bad, the, uh, a lot of the people were laid off, and 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 uh, there there were a few, excuse me, that in in that country enough that it that it brought publicity that went home and committed suicide because they, in their mind, were thinking, I'm going to have this job for life. Who am I without this position? Listen, I've asked myself, who am I when I can't, God forbid, when I can't speak, when I can't come here and teach, who will I be? I work in an assisted living home. There's some there that are miserable. There's others there that have served God all their life and are still enjoying God after a stroke, after uh, an injury where they're now on a walker, after just growing old. You've got to have your mind fixed and understand we all grow old. And we will all have to make a great shift. So in conclusion, so I see no, no one came on. This is my first time doing Clubhouse, so I'm not discouraged. I was hoping that some would jump on, on Clubhouse and um, so that we could we could have some good discussion. Uh, but that is, that is totally fine. Uh, I, I understand that it's just my first go round. So I'm going to get it. It's going to work. So in conclusion, leadership development is critical not just in small to medium-sized churches, but in the church. No matter what size your church is, leadership development is very important. Not only does it foster a strong sense of community and a sense of community, but it promotes growth and development and innovation and adaptability. Causes for a smooth succession plan when needed. Therefore, every leader that is listening to me that comes back and you're watching live or you're watching the replay, you should invest in leadership development. It, it What it does is it invests into the future of your ministry. Listen, if you're interested in a free virtual training, I will do, I'm doing virtual leadership trainings for those that are interested, if you would like to have a training with me, I would be more than glad to um, do a, a custom design, if you will, a leadership training that will be designed just for your needs, whatever your needs are. If you're interested in that, please inbox me. 
Uh, I do. I will be doing on-site training for those that are interested. If you're interested in that, the commercial will be coming out a little later, probably maybe today. But thank you so much for joining me. I believe that God is doing something great in this time and this era, and we have to position ourselves, prepare ourselves to be ready to do what God is calling us to do. Because I believe that by building ourselves as leaders, it is going to cause those around us to take up their cross and not just be good church members, but be qualified to lead and to build the body of Christ. Until next time, this is Bishop Wilson. Remember, God is the greatest power and you are absolutely, positively not defeated. God bless. You have been listening to the Black Church Leadership Podcast with Master Life Coach and NLP Practitioner, Apostle Martin Wilson. We ask that you follow Apostle on all major podcast outlets and the official website www.wilsonleadership.org. Sponsored by Billy Ryan Life and Executive Coaching and the Ecclesia Ecumenical Leadership and Church Growth Development Network. Executive Producer, Billy Ryan.